Welcome to the Weird Around Illinois podcast. We've got a special treat for you today. We're going to step outside of Illinois and go to Wisconsin to visit one of the most famous Midwestern cryptids of all time, the Beast of Bray Road, also known as Dogman. Now, the Beast of Bray Road is native to lower uh, southeastern Wisconsin, I guess would be the way to describe it. It's in the town of Elkhorn. Um, there have been sightings there from 1936 all the way up to 2020. They've been well documented. The first person to really thoroughly document them was kind of the OG of Dogman research. That's Linda Godfrey. Um, she was a newspaper, I believe a freelance newspaper writer and, and cartoonist who worked in the area. And she started hearing these stories about dogman sightings near Bray Road in Elkhorn. So she wrote an article. And the article did kind of the equivalent of going viral at the time it was written. Um, it was the talk of the town. It was picked up by national newspapers. And it turned into really a passion project for her. She wrote a book on the subject, tons of interviews. She's... Uh, got her own uh, blog dedicated to, to Dogman. Um, she's just done incredible research. And, you know, when we decided we were going to look for Dogman, specifically the Beast of Bray Road, everything started with reading what Linda Godfrey had written already and listening to some of her stuff. I heard a great podcast with her on um, the uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club with our old friend Bryce. Um, and uh, th that was just tremendously interesting. We did a bunch of other research uh, before going on this expedition as well. Um, we found out that there's just so much video out there about the, the Beast of Bray Road. We saw it on Monster Quest. We saw it on um, a couple of other, like, mysteries of the unknown type shows and uh, a couple of cryptid specific shows and there was even like this made up reenactment of you know dog man facing off against a militia in the middle of southern Wisconsin so there, there, there was just a lot to go through and I kind of binged watched it all right before this trip so I was fully in dog man mode by the time we, we got into the car Started heading for Alcorn, Wisconsin. Um, the cool thing about Dogman is that he seems to be sighted a lot, like on the road, and even in daylight or twilight. It's not like one of the one of those cryptids where you have to go crawling through the woods at midnight to have a chance to sight him. Um, he's he's right out there for you. So we yeah. we went right out there for him, and we were hoping to to find him along the way. Yeah. So, around this area, there are a lot of cornfields, a lot of houses. Um, normally, we wouldn't expect Bigfoot to be there, but we we do kind of expect Dogman to be there. Because, um, as he was explaining, like, it's all over the shows. Linda Godfrey has mentioned it a lot. It's There's many sightings in, like, farmland and stuff. Um, so, in addition to that, we actually... In our search, we actually looked for Dogman during a full moon. Um, this, we thought, may attract Dogman. Um, no. it, we, 
we don't know if it has in the past. We we just don't know. I, I found it interesting when you posted some of the video from the hunt. Somebody made the comment that we actually shouldn't have gone through the full moon. Uh, we should have gone during the waning moon. Because wolves are apparently more active during the waning moon. And, you know, we presumed it was the full moon because, well, honestly, I was approaching it like it was a werewolf. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... You know, if, if this isn't a mythical creature, if it is, in fact, just a large wolf that happens to walk like a man sometimes, then, you know, maybe we should have gone during the waning moon instead of the full moon. Yeah, maybe. Good to know next time. Right. Yeah. And this going at night is very creepy alone, but when we were going through, um, we, we saw a, a dogman statue. Um, in front of someone's house, so someone, someone's really dedicated to this stuff. Yeah, yeah that one thing made the whole trip really worth it. Honestly, yeah. we we first saw it during daytime. We so we really got a clear look at it. You can check out our uh, Beast of Bray Road video on YouTube. Um, we have a picture of it, but at night it was especially creepy. It just like reassured me that you know we're in the right place. You know, this is this is where we need to be. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, we had uh, done some scouting during the daytime. We drove we drove by. We checked out the roads. Uh, we checked out. You know, I, I was looking for woods, and there really isn't as much wooded area as I was expecting. I. As as he mentioned, it, it was a lot of cornfields with little strips of trees dividing them. Um, but the cool part was that we recognized it. I mean, we recognized, you know, there was a tree that we had seen on Monster Quest. Hey, that's the tree! Yeah. And, you know, we saw, you know, the intersections and we saw all the spots where, you know, everyone on these shows has gone and looked for Dogman. And, and again, it was just very reassuring that, wow, we're in the right place. And um, the only thing that was missing is there was the iconic road sign that said Bray Road, and I forgot the road it was. Plank Road. Plank Road, right. Bray, Bray, Ro Bray Road and Plank Road. And, you know, we went to the intersection, but the sign was missing. I don't know if somebody grabbed it for their personal collection or if it got destroyed in a storm or what, but it was it was very disappointing. I really wanted to see that. Yeah. But, you know, we scouted everything in the daylight just so we'd know, you know, what we were looking at. One of the interesting things we found in the daylight was a cemetery nearby. And this is something we've talked about in the past. Um... There are a lot of dogman and hellhound sightings at cemeteries. So, you know, my immediate thought was, okay, we've got to include that for our nighttime return. You know, we, we, we've got to see something in a cemetery that close to Britain. And it was maybe a, maybe a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile away. So we, we marked that location. And then we went on to, you know, one of the most important parts of the trip for me. Uh, dinner. <laughs> we, uh, I, I had a, 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 a very dear friend of mine who's familiar with the area who uh, pointed us in the right direction and said, you got to go to Jefferson for dinner. And he named like three or four restaurants worth checking out. And we picked two of them, one for dinner, one for dessert. We went to Fred's for burgers. Wow, those burgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically everything that they had 
were was good. Yeah. yeah. I remember having um like potato chips there. Like and, like homemade potato chips. Exactly. Yeah. I beautiful. I'm not usually a super big fan of potato chips, but those are good. Yeah. One Ramsey would be proud of that place. <laughs> he would. He would. Even the cheese curds were like no cheese curds I'd ever had before. Yeah. And I personally ordered like the jam burger. It was basically a bacon burger with like uh caramelized uh onions. It was amazing. You were looking at that burger like in the show um uh the food that built America when Ray Kroc from McDonald's is looking at the Big Mac for the first time. You had that look of admiration and pride and the slow nod right before you took your bite. It was because of the toasted buns. Yeah. <laughs> I made the whole experience. And so then after that, you know, as if we weren't full enough, we went across the street to Adrian's for what is supposed to be the best frozen custard in the world. And uh, I got to say, they did nothing to disprove that, that claim. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with them as well. It was good. Yeah. So, you know, well fed and back on track. We uh, we headed back to Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Short drive down the road, although as I recall, there were like 15 construction zones we had to navigate through to find our way back. Yeah. Um, so, on our way back, we um, decided to park on almost the side of the road, right? And we ended up I'm doing a couple things, and the main part was howling. Right. And um, we didn't. We ended up not getting that much out of the howling, howling, but um, there was dog dog barking often. Often. Well, that was when we did the cemetery park. Yeah. Yeah. We. I think the first place we parked was the cemetery, right after the slow drive through Bray Road. Yeah. So. Was that our way back also? Or um, I thought that was before. That was before. Okay, um, then we'll, we'll trace back to that. Okay. So the, the cemetery ended up being open, so we went inside. Um, we parked we, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're there for quite a while, a few minutes. Um, Almost a half an hour, I think. Yeah. But yeah. maybe like 10 minutes into it, we started hearing a dog barking and the dog was barking uh, for a long time it wouldn't stop yeah we're, we're wondering why it could have been so agitated yeah yeah and it you know i did the howls in there at some point but it was already barking before i did the howls that cemetery i was so disappointed because it was a creepy old cemetery with like a grass covered road and yeah fields all around it that yeah I was holding a camera, like from filming, like almost behind us, mm -hmm. and it was, it was kind of a field with some trees on the side. It was like perfect dogman area. He would want to be. I was even filming the gravestones because I was thinking, if not dogman, maybe a hellhound, <laughs> maybe a ghost, something, there, an <laughs> yeah. orb. Um, it just something had to be there. It was like picture perfect. Yeah, exactly. But alas. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Except a barking dog. Yeah, when we eventually parked um like at the side of Bray Road, we heard, we still heard that dog, which is yeah. very weird. That we drove, still hear. And we drove a couple blocks away. But it was it was almost a mile away, I think. Really? Yeah. And loud dog. Either yeah. that or he was following us. Maybe he was the hellhound, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, when we did that park by the side of the road, um, you know, that was, I think it was one of the spots where people have looked for Dogman before. It just kind of had that feel like it was a wider section of the road where it would be easy to park. And um, there, there was like a nice cluster of trees right across from us and cornfields around. Um, I did a couple howls there and I definitely heard something moving after two of the howls and that clump of trees across from me. Now, as I recall, I, I used the uh, temperature gauge over there, hoping to pick up a body temperature change, nothing. We tried the, uh, the, the cameras over there. We studied that clump of trees quite a bit. There was absolutely nothing moving over the sea sense in any way other than just that hearing of branches rustling after two of the howls. Yeah, you heard that like three times, didn't you? Was it? Yeah, I, I yeah. knew it was at least two. Maybe it was three. Yeah, I think so. It was, it was creepy. Yeah. But no, none of us even heard it except for him. So yeah. It must have been it must have been kind of quiet, but mm -hmm. enough for him to hear, obviously. So. Yeah, I was the closest one to the trees, though, the way we were situated. Yeah, yeah. So, we, um, we didn't really get any hard evidence other than that. I mean, we, we were kind of hoping to see something out of the corner of our eye or, um, you know, hear a response to one of the howls that was more definitive. But, you know, we've got a couple theories on maybe why Dogman wasn't there when we were there. I... You know, we already talked about the idea that maybe the full moon wasn't such a great idea. A lot of animals don't like to travel, especially predators, don't like to travel during the full moon because it gives away their location too easily to their prey. You know, it would have made it easier for us to see him, but it also made it less likely for him to be out there. Yeah. Something else we talked about when we were talking about the, the Elk Grove Dogman, you know, maybe this is a migratory animal. Maybe we were just there in the wrong season. Maybe he's, you know, further north or further south or something at that time. You know, we've been doing more research on local dogman sightings, and, you know, there's there's quite a distance between some of these sightings in the Illinois and Wisconsin area, and a large cluster of points that you could almost draw a line through. Say, okay, well, you know, he's just south of Milwaukee in this season, and then he's you know, over here, you know, in Alcorn for this season, and then he go, comes down to Illinois for the summer, and who knows? Is the dogman traveling, or are there multiple dogmen? Or... I don't know. Or is he traveling not so much to migrate, but traveling just as a... just as a general movement? I mean, is, yeah. is he not moving back and forth between these spots, but is he gradually moving further south? Pretty soon he may be the dogman of Southern Illinois. Dogman of Kentucky or something. No. So, it's interesting. And, you know, dogman is certainly one of our favorite cryptids. And, and we are going to be looking for him probably at Bray Road again. And certainly in Elk Grove again. And certainly in some of the other spots where he's sighted. Because I, I just think that that is, that is like the Illinois Bigfoot, right? The Midwestern Bigfoot. 
I would love to find Dogman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's my favorite cryptid. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that in mind, um, stay tuned for our next adventure. Uh, whether it's Dogman or something else, we are going to continue to investigate weirdness in Illinois. We invite you to view our past videos and podcasts and shorts at uh, Weird Around Illinois on YouTube and various other platforms. And by all means, keep sharing your experiences with us so that we can get more ideas of places to check out and look for these cryptids and ghosts and general weirdness. <laughs>